And we might think that, that missions is about the present and about the future. And we might reasonably pose the question, why do we even bother with history? History's in the past. We want to think about the future. Well, I'd like to respond to that general concern uh, with two thoughts. Uh, the first is from uh, the church historian Justo Gonzalez, who stated that the history of the church is the history of missions. So if we're going to study the history of our faith, the history of Christianity, we can't get away from studying the history of how the gospel has spread and how people have taken the, gospels, uh, taken the gospel across cultures. And, and, and we appreciate and admire the work of God through the centuries. Secondly, studying the history of missions is valuable because we have lots to learn. We can certainly learn from bad examples of how missions has been done poorly in the past, but we can also learn from how missions um, has been done well. And I think about the uh, two brothers who lived in the ninth century named Cyril and Methodius. Uh, they came from the town of Thessalonica in Greece, and they were called to be missionaries to the Slavic peoples of Eastern Europe. Uh, when they got to this region, they realized that the Slavic peoples had no scriptures in their own language. Not only did they uh, not have scriptures, they didn't have an alphabet for their language. And so these two brothers, Cyril and Methodius, worked to develop an alphabet um, so they could translate scripture into this language. Later, as this alphabet developed into a later form, uh, that alphabet would be called Cyrillic and named after one of the missionaries that brought the gospel and the scriptures and a, and, a, and a written language to the Slavic peoples. This is certainly a good idea from history that we want to continue to emulate um, and appreciate. Well, sometimes in our study of missions history, we, we, we tend to skip from the Apostle Paul to, the, to William Carey as if nothing happened in the history of the church from the first to the 18th century. Um, but I'd like to point out just a few things or uh, a few things I've observed from studying missions in the early church. Um, uh, just one thing actually in particular I'd like to point out, and that is that the identity of missionaries in the early church is quite different than what we think of uh, when we think of missionaries today. Um, in the first few centuries there were some full-time vocational missionaries that we can point to. But really, most of the missionaries did other things. For instance, we had missionary bishops, such as Patrick of Ireland, who evangelized a lot of that region while serving as the bishop of a church. We had missionary monks, such as Augustine of Canterbury and 40 monks who left from Rome in the year 596 and went and evangelized England. Um, but then we also have places like North Africa, the fastest part, the fastest church, growing church in the Roman Empire in the second and third and fourth centuries, where we don't know anything about the missionaries that originally took the gospel there. And what we see is that the missionaries were in fact business people, people in the trades and even soldiers who as they went about their work, as they went about their business, they shared their faith and they started churches and they spread the gospel. And really, early North African Christianity bears witness to the Moravian, uh, the 18th century Moravian statement that every Christian is a missionary. And so these are just some 
helpful reflections about why missions history is helpful and why it's good for us to spend this week studying it.